studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. But I think it's pretty common sense now that outdoor risk is really, really quite low, particularly, I mean, if you were a vaccinated person wearing a wearing a mask outdoors, I mean, obviously the risk is minuscule. What I believe you're going to be hearing with the country is going to be going to be hearing soon is updated guidelines from the CDC. The CDC is a science based organization. They don't want to make any guidelines unless they look at the data and the data backs it up. But when you look around at the common sense situation, obviously the risk is really very low, particularly if you're vaccinated. Yeah, so, well, that's just, that's dumb to even talk about. And bass backwards. <laughs> but uh, Dr. Fauci, and we're way past where we should be saying this, or he should be saying this, is the, uh, yeah, the being outside, the chance of getting the COVID outside is so low. And then why is he even talking about if you're vaccinated and outside? Oh, it is so idiotic. And the bass backwards part of it is, well, we may give you some liberty back at some point when we find the data that specifically proves it's undeniable that you can handle the liberty. That's not the way it's supposed to work. Wearing a Foucher. mask outside vaccinated, you'd have to be you'd have to be attacked by a shark during a lightning strike with a winning lottery ticket in your hand to get anywhere close to the odds. Right. Right. Oh, that is so frustrating. Yeah, we need... All the, we all need, the, the, the news people are all, yes, Dr. Fauci, okay, Dr. Fauci, that makes sense, Dr. Fauci. It would be, it'd be such a good move to, I think, recognize that over half of adults are vaccinated. Everybody on TV news doesn't need to have a mask on and sit 20 feet apart. Who's that for at this point? Well, and, and let's talk about that. Coming up, can your employer require you to get vaccinated? Stay tuned. But so Dana Bash and, and Kamala Harris doing an interview on the CNN unwatchable Sunday crap heap that they do. Uh, is that what the name of it is? The Sunday crap heap? Yes. And so uh, Jeez, unwatchable work, Sunday crap heap. I'd have workshop that a little longer. <laughs> but so they're sitting. I, I think the actual measurement was 12 feet apart. Although that's four long strides. How about the bacon and eggs news show or something like that instead of unwatchable crap heap? The unwatchable Sunday crap heap. It's mm. it points for honesty. But so they were sitting way across a room from each other, both fully vaccinated. What is that? It's not exactly virtue signaling. Is it just showing that you are part of the, the religious cabal that is anti-Trump it, this, and respectful of the COVID, Sean? Yes. I didn't come up with this point, but the, the, the mask is becoming the MAGA hat of the left, right? It's something that you wear... So other people know, hey, I'm, I'm over here. I didn't here. know that. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. That rings true. Interesting. Here's an example for you, Joe. So Dodger Stadium and Giants Stadium in uh, in California, where the baseball teams play, are both coming up at this deal where if you've got a card that shows you're fully vaccinated and, and, have, I been, am. and have been fully vaccinated for at least two weeks, I mean, yes. sir, they're really putting a lot of qualifiers on this. You'll be admitted to sections holding other, only other people who are also fully vaccinated and have been for two weeks. Although, if I've been fully vaccinated, you can set me next to anybody. It doesn't make any difference. That's kind of the point of getting yeah. vaccinated. And, but listen That's to this. what a vaccine is. This is the part you're going to like. You still have to wear masks, oh, but you God. don't have to socially distance. So oh. you're fully vaccinated. You can sit next to somebody, but you still have to keep your mask on, despite the fact that, again, you would have to be attacked by a shark 
while being struck by lightning with a winning lottery ticket in your hand to get to the same odds. You can no longer get it nor give it at all, and yet you will sit there masked, uh, among other vaccinated <laughs> you are, people. It says here, at Dodger Stadium and uh, for the Giants game, Oracle Park, it's called now, um, you can remove your mask to eat your hot dog, but then you need to put it back on. All right. You but, know, but who's this for? The, I'm not. I'm not doing the. Isn't that stupid rant? But just who's it for, and what's what's the point? What's the message? What are what are we trying to accomplish? I, I just think I, I, the I would messaging. Think, wouldn't the message be better? Let look at all those people with no masks sitting side by side. That looks like fun. I want to get the vaccine so I can do that. Oh yeah, and that point has been made repeatedly. You've got to give people an incentive. When you say, "Well, after you're vaccinated, you should probably stay hunkered down in your home through July with a mask on." You know, wearing three sweaters, you know, in case it gets cold. It's stupid. It's counterproductive. And I'm trying to figure out exactly what it is. I just, I think it's, it's uh, fixation. It's monomania. We're obsessed with COVID to the exclusion of all other ideas or, or desires or, or whatever. I can't imagine who came up with that policy. What the hell's the point? What's I... the point of getting vaccinated if you can't do anything? I, I, I brought up the idea of, uh, opening some things back up in a group of, uh, super lefties and was, woo, did it get cold in there fast. Wow. Interesting. We are going to, uh, we are going to stay in our homes on Zoom with masks on. It's a tribal signal. It is. Apparently, like Sean said. So I didn't even know that. So it's like, it's the MAGA hat of the left. Yeah. It's, uh, we're going to continue to Zoom and wear masks. Okay. Wow, now that, that I is get it, so it makes troubling. more sense. I wouldn't have brought it up if I'd have known it had a political edge to it. I thought it was it was just purely a uh, what's a good idea and what's not. You know, it's been so interesting. Those don't exist anymore. Apparently, <laughs> you're right. Uh, it's been so interesting to observe the transition of the left from the party of anything goes to the party of you will stay in line. You will follow these uh, directions, these regulations. Very odd. Uh, so, uh, speaking of that sort of thing, and we will get to whether your employer can insist you get the vaccine in a couple of minutes, but Bill Maher was on fire again. He's really bringing it. Love it. Um, talking about the, uh, well, he can tell you what he's talking about. He uses words real party-like. How about clip number 50, Sean? You know the reason why advertisers in this country love the 18 to 34 demographic? Because it's the most gullible. Yeah. A third of people under 35 say they're in favor of abolishing the police, not defunding, but doing away with a police force altogether, which is less of a policy position and more of a leg tattoo. <laughs> 36% of millennials think it might be a good idea to try communism. But much of the world did try it. I know millennials think that doesn't count because they weren't alive when it happened. But it did happen. And there are people around who remember it. Pining for communism, it's like pining for Betamax or MySpace. (laughs) So when you say, you're old, you don't get it. Get what? Abolish the police and the border patrol and capitalism and cancel Lincoln? No, I get it. Problem isn't that I don't get what you're saying or that I'm old. The problem is that your ideas are stupid. People at the Bill Maher show always like to yell out woo like that for some reason. (laughs) Oh, at least they're not howling like Frances McDormand, who reduced herself to an animal last night at the Oscars. 
It was actually a nice tribute to a guy who died. Not that anybody cares about Have any idea what you're talking about? Yeah, that's fine. You know who Frances McDormand is, I right? do. Right. And Jeremy she was Gale involved in Fargo. the Oscars this year? She was. She won an award. Yeah, we have a clip a if you want to hear it. I don't. Not okay. really. No. One I understand. Only, one of only three women to win the Best Actress Oscar three times. She's won Best Actress three times. Yep. Fargo? This no. one and uh, and that's an excellent question. Was that, she in the Wizard of Oz? She was. So. She was the Tin Man. <laughs> Answered a trivia question there. Was she in Star Wars? I don't know what she was in. She was the Wookiee. Uh, so yeah, okay. Well, all right. I'll go ahead and pay this off. What the heck? You folks have been more than patient. Hey, by, by the way, since you just what? brought that up, that whole Bill Maher talking about defund the police and then a third of young people are for abolishing the police. Or want to try communism. So I was watching ABC this week, which just had my blood boiling with, uh, like, come on, can there be anybody in, like, the reasonable middle? And by the middle, I mean not on the 3% each side of outer edges. I mean, for crying out loud. Uh, but the panel kept talking about the p- police are just modern incarnations of slave patrols. A number of the oh. guests said that during the conversation. And you realize police forces began as slave patrols to believe to bring black people back to bondage. What the hell has that got to do with anything about modern policing? I can't even imagine how you connect any of that. Jonah Goldberg tweeted out yesterday. This is where I first heard about it. Then I went to ABC this week to watch it. It'd be nice if someone on the This Week panel pushed back on the idea that police are just modern incarnations of slave patrols. Yeah, a couple of guests say that. Nobody pushes back on that at all. They just let that hang out there as if that's a given. We all know that police are current. All police forces are just modern slave patrols. We now say that out loud on network TV shows for mainstream consumption with no pushback. Wow. From the host or the other guests. Nobody uh, even points out there are literally zero countries on Earth that have motors that don't also have police. If you can have a blender in that country, it's that advanced. If they, if they have power pencil sharpeners, they have cops. Where are we with conversations if your mainstream shows are calling police forces slave patrols and there's no counter argument? You don't even have a guest who's going to say, uh, point of order, I don't think the police are slave patrols. It's performative tribal religion. That's what it is. You can't question. You can't walk into a Lutheran church and say, this Jesus fella, I'm not impressed. You know, they won't have you. That's why a good pastor would probably engage you. But you can't walk into the the cathedral of wokeism there on ABC and question whether the the police are a vestige of the racial paternalism, something or other. You're not even allowed to question it. It's it's intellectually cowardly, but it's, uh, well, I don't know. It's the modern thing, man. But I appreciate Bill Maher fighting against it, and I enjoy fighting against it myself because these people are dangerous. Yeah, God, I would say. I just, oh. We have an update on Caitlyn Jenner's javelin, since Jack was asking about that last <laughs> week. Uh, but when we come back, I swear we'll do it. You mean her penis? Well, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, who is that for? Really, I want a list. I want a list of the people. Fans of the family guy? (laughs) Coming back, we will bring you whether your employer can compel you to get the vaccine as a condition of your employment. Don't dare go away. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. New images from Ingenuity, NASA's Mars helicopter, completing its third successful flight on Sunday, flying faster and farther than in any test it went through on Earth. The chopper rose to a height of 16 feet before, before flying half the length of a football field, which is another 150 feet, for a total flight time of 80 seconds, and while doing that, sending aerial photos of the red planet. Now. Yeah, it looks uh, like Nevada. I'm yeah, not impressed. I'm looking at the video of the helicopter. That doesn't impress me, the helicopter. The fact that I'm looking at the Marscape <laughs> in, you know, 4K high def is just mind-blowing to me. Again, go to Nevada. Same view. It does look exactly <laughs> like Nevada or Utah or New Mexico. Right. Yes. For hours. I mean, and hours. it looks exactly like where they drive the RV to in Breaking Bad, which I'm still watching. And that's what the surface <laughs> right. of Mars looks like. Ah, how do, how cool would it have been if Apollo 11 had those video capabilities? Well, we're going to know soon. Uh, it was announced over the weekend that we're planning to put people on the moon by 2024, which is just three three years away. So we'll have imagine the kind of video and communication we'll have from the moon with human beings on the moon in three years. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. My grandmother would say they faked the moon landing and they're faking this. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she wow, would. Granny, a bit of a paranoiac, huh? A skeptic. <laughs> a skeptic. I stand corrected. Uh, one more one more thought, then we'll get into the vaccination thing. But we were talking eh, Bill Maher and the, the woke crowd, and they're practically religious fanatics, and you can't question them. Uh, our freedom-loving quote of the day during the uh, hour one of the show was Abraham Lincoln, and one of his quotes that I love the most is how many legs does a dog have if you call his tail a leg? And the answer is four. Saying that a tail is a leg doesn't make it a leg. That's a good I, I'm one. appealing this test. This feels like a trick. <laughs> That's the very point, my son. That's the very point. You have to have the confidence to say what you're calling racism isn't racism. It's just the way civilized societies organize themselves. It has nothing to do with race. Have that confidence. Moving along. Long story short, can your employer require you get you to get vaccinated? Yes, yes. The state and federal government have pretty much given employers the green light to require COVID vaccinations. But listen to this. How bass-ackwards is this? But while private employers have more leeway to demand vaccines, it's different for government employees. No way. It may be harder to require vaccinations for those employees, said labor lawyer or something or other here. Uh, anytime you're dealing with the public sector, you're dealing with the government and you're dealing with the Constitution. But if your employer can require you to get vaccinated, there are a couple of exceptions, religious beliefs and disabilities. If you can claim one of those, you'll be fine. On the other hand, and there's always another hand, um, there is going to be lots and lots of litigation around this issue as um, it moves forward. Uh, quick aside, it has nothing to do with this. I just saw a quote from somebody saying it's Biden's way or the highway. Can we have a capital punishment for anybody who says <laughs> blank way or the highway? Can that be a capital offense? How about a severe beating for comparing and contrasting Wall Street and Main Street? (laughs) As long as we're passing draconian, cruel and unusual punishments. I want to get in on this. Anyway, back to what you're talking about. Uh, I have two relatives who uh, look much like me and were born to the same parents who um, uh, I don't think we're really excited about getting the vaccine, but both of their jobs, it it was just a lot easier to do your job if you got it. Mm-hmm. That that's what has compelled a lot of people. I've noticed 
Um, if you get it, you won't have to do all these things, you know, with your job. It'll just right. be easier to do your job, and that's pretty compelling. Yeah, and I found, and I guess I didn't anticipate this exactly, but I've found the fact that I'm fully vaccinated now is very comforting to other people, particularly folks with vulnerable uh, health or or older older people. Uh, so it's nice to be able to do it for them. Uh, again, I just the the upside seems so much higher than the downside. I'm getting my second shot Wednesday. I'm thinking I'm going to go a little activisty on this. I'm going to not wear a mask a lot and just say I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. People that are vaccinated don't need to wear masks. I, I love that idea. And to be, and with the idea of it encouraging people to get vaccinated, that's the whole point. And yeah. and you don't get to tell me to wear a mask for no good reason. How about in like in a store? Uh, no, because I'm not going to say that to everybody I pass, and I don't want people to freak out. Plus, right. plus wear you know, a t-shirt. A private business gets to do that. I don't mind a private business doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you continue so, to do it until, like, July, I might find a different grocery store to go to. Right, right. Or, or speak to the manager. Just, you know, say, hey, respectfully, um, given the rates of vaccination, anybody who's been vaccinated is safe, and they're not spreading it, and anybody who's chosen not to, well, that's their choice. Uh, the Battle of the Joshes happened over the weekend. We need to talk about that. Uh, who won? Who is the only Josh left in America? The dominant Josh. Biden's given his first address at Congress this week. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Meh. I was, was going to say something about my son. Oh, yeah, so we went, we went for a bike ride. We did a variety of things. How do we get on the topic of kids being spoiled or entitlement? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, you had that quote about entitlement. I, I really like that. Do you still have that handy? Uh, yeah, I didn't get rid of it. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah, here it is. You want it? You think people just owe you quotes at your beck and call, <laughs> do you? Quote, wow, please. that's well played. Sleep, so. boy, I need a quote. Sleeve boy, I'm going to be entertaining humans tonight. Find me a pithy quote, sleeve boy. <laughs> it's uh, from James Clear, who is the author of a book called Atomic Habits. I am not familiar with that uh, book, but... Ambition is when you close the gap between your circumstances and your expectations. Entitlement is when you expect others to close the gap between your circumstances and your expectations. So I don't remember how the topic got started yesterday with my nine-year-old. Uh, Henry, and uh, something about him being uh, spoiled. And he said, and if I, and he said, and I am spoiled. And who is to blame for that? Children don't spoil themselves. Oh, he my says. God. <laughs> you know, if you're ever feeling uh, down, send him in the co host. Oh, my God. I love that. I thought who says that to their dad? I am spoiled. <laughs> and who's to blame for that? Children don't spoil themselves. <laughs> Maybe he's here to heard your rant about the snowflake uh, generation. They didn't raise themselves. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's great. Hard to argue with that, too. I said, you're absolutely right. I said, you're absolutely right. So things are bad in India right now. COVID-wise. COVID-wise. This is mm-hmm. what happens if you don't get the vaccine out before the variations, mutations hit. Man, we beat it by 
days or weeks in the United States, and we're going to come out of this fine. You know, you know, fine considering six hundred thousand dead. But man, the numbers are in India at the final are going to be horrible. Let me read a little bit uh, from. Uh, the New York Times over the weekend. India's coronavirus second wave is rapidly sliding into a devastating crisis with hospitals unbearably full, oxygen supplies running low, desperate people dying in line waiting to see doctors, and mounting evidence that the actual death toll is, toll is far higher than officially reported. Shock. Each day, the government reports more than 300,000 new infections, a world record, and India is now seeing more new infections than any other country by far. Almost half of all new cases on the globe are in India every single day. Experts say those numbers, however staggering, represent just a fraction of the real reach of the virus's spread in India right now. Uh, it's an emergency uh, countrywide. Millions of people refuse to even step outside. They're so worried about it. I mean, it's like the old plague days. Mm. They're yeah. not having to lock people in their homes like they did in China. People are afraid to come out. Their fear of catching the virus is that extreme. And with this new variant, that's not uh, an unrealistic reaction. If we, if this, if this had been from the beginning the variants that they're dealing with in some other countries, I wouldn't have come into work. Like I did the entire time. Right. It's it, they, The latest thinking is it's about two-thirds more contagious and, if you get it, two-thirds more deadly. The, which is just a many, 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 many multiples worse. Right. Um, uh, accounts from around the country tell of the sick being left to gasp for air as they wait at chaotic hospitals that are running out of life-saving oxygen. A uh, new variant that is wiping out uh, people left and right. Um their death toll is about 200,000, more than 2,000 people dying every day, but they, they don't think that's even close to the real number. And interviews from cre- cremation grounds across the country where the fires haven't stopped burning for weeks portray an extensive pattern of deaths far exceeding the official numbers. The overhead uh, video and seen from space, all kinds of giant piles of people being dead bodies being burned Yikes. to cremate them because there's nothing else to do with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and well, and that's the Hindu thing, I think. They're a combination of lying about the data and um, not able to even have accurate data because the, the the healthcare is such a mess there. Now, on the other end of uh, covering this, the Associated Press was uh, talking about the Indian government and the COVID there and everything, and Twitter, and then Jonathan Turley, law professor, we like tweeted this out. Buried in an Associated Press story on the raging pandemic and failures of the Indian government are these two lines. On Saturday, Twitter complied with the government's request and prevented people in India from viewing more than 50 tweets that appeared to criticize the administration's handling of the pandemic. The targeted posts included tweets from opposition ministers critical of Modi, journalists, and ordinary Indians. The the article quotes Twitter as saying that it has powers to withhold access to to the content in India if the company determines the content to be illegal in particular jurisdiction. Thus, criticism of the government in this context is illegal, so Twitter has agreed to become an arm of the government in censoring information in in, uh, India. Well, let's just recognize and state it affirmatively, whether it's Google or Facebook or Twitter, just have them come out and say, listen, we will kowtow we will obey i'm gonna i'm gonna be neutral on this we will obey the laws of every country we're in including those that are dictatorships that quash basic human rights 
We're not going to fight against that. That's not what we're here for. Well, they didn't, we're a profit-making enterprise. They didn't allow a number of tweets in the United States that uh, you know ran counter to the government's what the government had to say about COVID and treatment and that sort of thing. So rather than introducing that information and us jawing about it and saying they're right, they're wrong, whatever, um, they just didn't even allow it to come out. And I mm-hmm. get it. I know libertarians. They're a private country and company, and they get to do that. I get it. All right. I still, we still get to criticize them. Yeah, for I get to say it sucks. Not being the open platform of discussion that they claim they are. Exactly. You know, one more note on India. I found this so interesting. They were one of the global mysteries earlier in this, uh, in the pandemic because they had mostly escaped the wrath of the COVID-19. And there were all sorts of different theories about why that might be. They have a very young population. Obesity ain't a big thing in India. I don't know if you've seen the pictures. Um, and, and just, and everybody spends a lot of time outdoors. And so they more or less dodged it and confident that they were past it. They released, uh, they relaxed rather restrictions on virtually all activities, including mass gatherings. And then the new variation swept into town and they realized that a bunch of the people who'd had mild or asymptomatic cases don't have complete immunity. You can still get it. The milder the case, the less immunity you have. Well, man, and so it's just hammered. Up. We got so lucky in the United States that we were able to get the vaccine up and running and out when we did. You know, we were, we we the, the speed was. You know, some of it was driven by politics. In that, I think Trump thought it would help him get reelected to get it out fast, mm-hmm. and Biden thought it would help. Thought you know, whatever drives it is good that we got it out fast and got it made fast and got it out fast. It wasn't because we thought we got to get it out before the new variants come, but that's what ended up happening. Right. Right. Yep. So uh, anyway, good luck, India. Yikes! Uh, much more to come. It's reason, I tell you what, it's a good reason for that 22% of people who say they're never going to get the vaccine to get the vaccine. Well, I would. I have, and I suggest you do, too. End of discussion. Write your emails if you want. I've thought this through as much as you have. Anyway, a uh, quick word from our friends at Simply Safe. Oh, and then uh, an update for Jack uh, about uh, Caitlyn Jenner's yes. uh, physical being. The next governor of California, Caitlyn Jenner. Simply Safe, award-winning home security system. You know it's engineered with the latest technology. You want to keep your family safe, but what really sets Simply Safe apart, and we haven't talked about this a lot, is it's people, highly trained security experts who are always there for you when you need them. It's so simple, man. So simple with Simply Safe. You go to their website and you're going to, you know, click a couple of little spots there to get the perfect system for your home in about a week it's going to show up at your house and now you've got it 24/7 coverage from people who care experts trained not only to keep you safe but to make you feel safe it's one of the many reasons u.s news recently called simply safe the best home security of 2021 no expensive messy uh, installation no long-term contracts it's all the good stuff none of the bad stuff go to simplysafe.com slash armstrong to customize your system and get a free security camera again it's a 60-day risk-free trial nothing to lose go to simplysafe.com slash armstrong I don't remember why I brought this up uh, on Caitlyn Jenner last week. I just wondered where or how committed she is. I didn't know if she'd gone through the entire operation. Quite committed, it would turn out. It, or it turns out. Uh, email from David here uh, sends a link to an article. Per the article, Callie's next governor has no external genitals. So she did. Okay, so she did go through the the whole thing. Okay. 
And actually, you know, it's funny. I, I was not going to read her quote on this, but it was what she said publicly. So why wouldn't I? Not for the purposes of mirth or anything else, but uh, she said a penis had, quote, no special gifts or use for me other than what I've said before, the ability to no, take a whiz has, in the woods. Mine has special gifts. Well, that's that's great. Put a beret on it. Uh, the, the only thing I liked was the ability to take a whiz in the woods. I just yeah. want to have all the right parts. I am also tired of tucking the damn thing in all the time. I get that. Uh, if you're wearing women's clothing, because um, uh, you're a woman, um, I was. I'm kind of surprised that Caitlyn Jenner, running for governor of California, has not. You know, you announce, but no press conference or anything like that. I thought that was a given over the weekend. Don't you usually coordinate those kind of together? Stand sure. up there and give a big speech about what you're going to campaign on and maybe take or some questions. Or hold a rally. Yeah, yeah, or a rally, just a rally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it is a bit of a quiet rollout, but honestly, I wasn't paying that much attention over the weekend. Uh, something might have happened. I might have missed it. It might but. just be way too early. You know, she's being advised a lot by Brad Pascal, who, uh, par- what's Pascal? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, who uh, advised Trump and got Trump elected in 2016. Might have been the key guy to getting Trump elected in 2016. He knows what he's doing. And it's just way early. If the recall is not going to be until the fall, you can't have a governor's race that goes from April to November, can you? No. No, I don't think there's any need to. I mean, you might as well keep your powder dry and your checking account intact. Uh, Sure. Yeah, I think so. Because I don't think most uh, normal people are paying much attention. Does, I mean, most people don't pay much attention to their state politics at all. They're does, so fixated on the presidency. Does Caitlyn Jenner have crazy money? I mean, in the divorce, did she get a whole bunch of Kardashian money? Don't have the slightest. She might be a gazillionaire. For, the money might not be a problem for her. I don't know. I don't know. I'd look into that because that plays a role. That's part of Arnold's whole thing, right? I can't be bought. I got enough money. Yeah. Yeah. Putz. Yes. Disappointment. Stop whining. Leave the household staff alone, huh? Stop it! <laughs> yeah, I found that round. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Oh, boy. Uh, Elon Musk is going to host Saturday Night Live. That'll be cool. Yeah, I've heard it's controversial, Jack. Why? I don't know. Because he's I didn't rich. even read the story. What's, what's controversial? Because he's it? rich. He's conservative How about some do, stuff. Why am I hearing billionaires talk about things? Um, Go be a billionaire out of my sight. Aren't most, most aren't most of the actors and actresses and famous people they have on as hosts of Saturday Night Live rich people? Uh, that's a fair point. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's a, the whole class warfare thing is very popular. Plus, he swings right on a bunch of stuff. He's hammered uh, Gavin Mussolini, for instance. So wow. he's, he's a bad I would have guy. Never guess that's controversial. You, somebody had to tell me that it was controversial. Well, of course, uh, the reason I didn't read the article is uh, I don't I don't really care. And everything's quote unquote controversial if somebody says something mean on Twitter, and so and then a lazy journalist will say Twitter explodes with the announcement of Elon Musk hosting SNL. Yeah, controversial uh, has become shorthand for not universally applauded. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, virtually nothing is. Whoop de doo. Um so Joe Biden has just announced a policy thing this morning. His hundred days is right now this week, and he's addressing Congress on Wednesday night for the first time. Got a little, little info on that and some polling you could look at. If that's worth anything to you. I'm not sure polling means anything anymore. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, and we have to pay off who's the best Josh in the in America. Okay. The, the Josh, hashtag Josh fight happened Saturday in Lincoln, Nebraska. We'll have all the details on that. Armstrong.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Breaking news. Supreme Court takes up major case over right to carry guns outside the home. So uh, that'll be one of the one of the first big Supreme Court gun Second Amendment things in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, there's only been a handful in the last 75 years. So maybe we'll talk more about that later, the particulars of it. Uh, this Josh battle is kind of funny. <laughs> Early yes, in the pandemic, uh, some guy who believed there were too many Joshes decided that we need to have a fight to decide who's the best Josh, and then everybody, the winner gets to continue to be named Josh. Everybody else has to change the name to something else. And it took off on uh, Twitter at the hashtag and all that sort of stuff. So they all got together in Lincoln, Nebraska over the weekend. There were two Josh Swains to start with, two Josh Swains. So they had a rock, paper, scissors to decide who gets to continue to be Josh Swain. I believe Josh Swain was the guy who started this whole thing. Yes. Um, But then they had the noodle fight, a a pool noodle fight for all the rest of the Joshes to to decide who is the best Josh. A four-year-old one, which is very cool. You want to hear the uh, local news coverage of of Uh, that event? Why not? It was an absolute Josh pit at Lincoln Air Park on (laughs) Saturday. Big Josh, Spider Josh, Little Josh, a plethora of Joshes gathered from all over the country to compete in the ultimate showdown. I'm coming from Minnesota. I'm coming all the way from Dallas. So I'm from Omaha. I'm from Wichita, Kansas. I drove four and a half hours to be here. And of course, the man who started it all, Josh Swain of Arizona. I'm feeling pretty insane right now. It's kind of out of body right now. I honestly couldn't really tell you. I have probably a billion thoughts going through my head at the moment. A year ago, Swain took to Facebook and challenged as many Josh Swains as he could to a battle royale. The winner would earn the right to keep the name. As the idea went viral, Swain decided to use the opportunity to contribute to charity, the Lincoln Food Bank and the Children's Hospital and Medical Center. Josh Swain of Omaha took a year to prepare and competed in an epic duel of rock, paper, scissors, best of three. They tied three times straight, but the original Josh Swain emerged victorious. Uh, I, I found another Josh Swain that was amazing, did not expect that to happen, and I came out on top. That's when the real competition How began. Josh's from all over gathered in a circle to compete in a noodle fight. It was a battle royale. After an intense competition, okay, the okay, tiniest okay. competitor... Is this, is this enough? Oh, did, did, I think we got the point, didn't we? Well, we didn't was hear it? the winner, the four-year-old that you okay. said you liked. Okay. Josh Benson Jr. of Lincoln, affectionately known as like Little Josh, came out victorious. Little Josh spoke with Channel 8 after his victory. How much fun did you have out there today? A lot of fun. <laughs> that I like. That's cute. People not named Josh stood on the sidelines cheering on their fighters with T-shirts and signs of support that read, I'm with Josh, (laughs) Team Josh, and Go Josh, Beat Josh. So I wonder if we're going to see a lot of this sort of thing we were talking earlier about. Uh, I saw an explosion of people out and about and having fun this weekend in a a way that you normally only see at Fourth of July or something. Yeah. And it was just a regular weekend because I think we're coming out of the pandemic, and I think... You know, did all that stuff back in the early 20th century when people were sitting on top of flags poles and swallowing goldfish and all that sort of stuff, was that coming out of, like, World War One and the pandemic and all that it, sort of stuff? It absolutely yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, the roaring 20s were, uh, you know, I mean, in, my, in my mind, I'd always thought it was just the stock market going up and the economy was good, but it was coming out of that pandemic and World War One and... 
I wonder if we're about to, we are about to see a whole bunch of that, that, uh, well, good, just fun. People wanting to have fun. I think so. I hope so. After hunkering down for a year. You know, at my age, I'm at the periphery of the fun loving crowd, but we have our own brand of fun. I mean, I, oh, I just, I want to sit in a bar with a bunch of guys after a round of golf and shoot the, you know what? And just, just everybody relaxed. So I got some polling on people's attitudes toward immigration that are going to shock you. Well, they don't shock me, so maybe they wouldn't shock you. They'll surprise people who take in this information through mainstream media, I guess. We'll get to that. Although- also, unaccompanied minor, minor migrant kids brought uh, over the U.S.-Mexico border will receive a copy of Kamala Harris's book. The administration has announced. Yeah, I find that hilarious. The only way to get rid of it, apparently. <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> hey, well, you're going to take it. Other things there are an explosion of coming out of the pandemic that I didn't know about until this weekend, talking to uh, a couple of professionals, which are really not that surprising, I guess, if you think about it. Anyway, we'll get to all that stuff. Our text line's 415-295-KFTC. We got some more from Bill Maher's uh, show on Friday night. As uh, since we agree with him, we like to play him. Heck all, yeah! <laughs> all that stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty.